But what you're writing in that comment, Allah is going to ask you about it on the Day of Judgment. Wow. That, you know, you're playing God, telling people that, oh, you know, Allah's never going to forgive you. You're going to hell, na'udhu billah. Like, Allah will definitely ask you about that. This episode is brought to you by Texas Chicken and Burgers. Texas Chicken and Burgers serve delicious food. We love it. It has the most amazing spicy chicken sandwiches I've ever had in my life. Their menu is 100% halal. Halal, baby. And you already know they have 36 locations across New York City. Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C. Texas chicken is the perfect meal to have delivered through DoorDash, Uber Eats, or Grubhub. Go to www.texaschickenandburgers.com for their menu, locations, and how to order delivery or pickup. Once again, that is www.texaschickenandburgers.com for their menu, all their locations, and how to order a delivery or pickup. Thank you, Texas Chicken and Burgers, for sponsoring our podcast. Thank y'all. Let's start the podcast, baby. Welcome back to another episode of Socially Profiled. I'm your host, Slim, alongside with my co-host, Adam Saleh. Ahlan. How's it going? How's it going? We're using one mic today, by the way, because one of the mics, something happened when we took it to Kenya, but it's all good. because <laughs> it, bro- it, bro- it broke by accident. Yeah, it broke by accident because we're, we're supposed to shoot this episode in Kenya, but a lot of things came up because we were busy, but we have a very special guest today. A very uh, He was one of our, he was very, like, he was the spiritual guide of the trip in Kenya, I would say. Like he helped us like so much during that trip. He, he helped a lot of people. And I want to introduce I want to introduce him here today. Here it is. Mufti. Rafiq. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi everyone. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. My brother, my brother. You know, I, I swear, well, I, I never thought I'd be so like good of friends with like with a mufti, bro. You know what I mean? Like you're such well for you as a mufti, like you're very like you're very educated and like the way you speak with your words, you're very, I don't know, man, like you're very inspiring, bro. Well, like, seriously, like, like, um, like, what is a, like, before anyone, cause some people don't know what's a mufti, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. What is even to me right now, like, cause before, I know a lot of people have heard of mufti mink. I thought mufti was his name, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> what, what is mufti exactly, like, as a definition? Like, what is it? So the definition of a mufti is someone who's allowed to give legal rulings in Islam. So wow, wow. It, it's like uh, it requires more studying after you become yeah. like a scholar or an imam, but you're allowed to give legal rulings on contemporary matters. Well, I thought I thought a mufti was like more if someone like who specialized in a certain area in Islam. It, that, it's, that's exactly what it is. You specialize in an area to give fatwa, to give wow. rulings. So, so it's like I could just come to you ask a question. Hey, can I, can I, um, um, like any question? Like, can you, can I marry a girl who is Sikh? Yeah, so a lot of a lot of scholars can answer that question, but the more complicated questions oh. and the ones that require you to do research, wow. uh, muftis usually answer those questions. Wow, wow. So it's like, so for example, I'm gonna give you an example. Yeah. Um. Nowadays, you know, people they they use like medical, you know, the medical avenues to to get pregnant. For example, like IVF, right? It's like when you take the egg of the woman and the sperm of the male. And in a scientific lab, you make it into an embryo and then re- you re-inject that embryo into the uterus of the woman, which then becomes fertilized. So now the ruling for like, that. So, so people try to make their own babies or something kind of. Not really. It's usually it's usually the sperm from the from the husband and then the egg from the wife. Yeah. They usually only do that uh, technique or that, that lab procedure yeah. if it's necessary. Now, the issue is, is that permissible? 
Is that allowed? Wow, wow, yeah. So a mufti would be able to give you the answer for that. Wow, wow. Yeah. Mashallah. They have like, so mufti got the answers. Yo, I have a question. So like, what area do you specialize in like exactly in Islam? Like, so uh, I do a lot of legal law. So uh, like divorces, uh, medical field, like medical, obviously in an Islamic financing, banking, uh, stock market, Forex, uh, a lot of those things we, we do too. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm. honestly, that's that's so amazing because mm. I remember when we went to Philly for the first time um, uh, with Muslims of the world, we went to Philadelphia to do the homeless food distribution yeah. and you, you, you were, you, you took us there, you know what I'm saying? So when, when we're on that one hour and a half ride, and I told him, I was like, yo, Mufti Rafiq, you, you never met him, but I promise you, you're going to learn so much. And look at now, yo. look at, he <laughs> tells me now, it's like, yo, I love Mufti, man. I learned so much. And then he keeps saying, yo, watch, I'm being Mufti in 10 years. I'm like, bro, it's not that easy. It's <laughs> no, not that no, easy. I, I know, Tell not, him. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. But yo, honestly, just being around you, bro, well, I'm not even joking. Like, you inspire me so much. Nah, alhamdulillah. Like, alhamdulillah. Not only that, because during that trip, bro, you helped, you helped a lot of people, including me, but not just me. You helped our brother Fusi so much. Like, and, and mm -hmm. that means a lot to me. And I know it means a lot to Adam as well, you know. Honestly. Nah, I'm blessed. You guys gave me the the platform and the honor of just coming, just hanging out with you guys, and and just being like a brother. That's it. That's all it takes, you know. It's unity. My brother, well, honestly, seriously, like I, I, this is for just for Slim, honestly, like or everyone that's listening to, um, uh, the process of becoming like like a mufti, like like what made you kind of like like want to become a from from you, let's say from the beginning, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what what made you want to be a mufti, kind of? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting story. Uh, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. So Brooklyn, New York. Nice. me and Adam, me and Adam were born in the same hospital. So, no way, yeah, Coney Island Hospital. Coney Island Hospital. Yeah. Oh, my brother, I'm a Lutheran hospital. <laughs> also Brooklyn, though. Yeah. So uh, I was like, my dad had a restaurant in, in Manhattan. So I was like eight or I was like nine years old, and my dad was going to California with my older brother, who's one year older than me. Uh, they're traveling to Cali, and and I wanted to go. I was like, yo, don't leave me, don't leave me hanging over here. So I told my father, look, I want to go, and I was trying to convince him. And he wasn't getting convinced. So I spoke to my mother and I told my mother, can, can you tell my father to take me to California too? And my mom was like, don't go. I was like, why? She's like, because your father's going to leave your older brother there. I was like, look, I understand you don't like my dad, but he's not that bad. He's not going to leave us in Cali. So long story short, I convinced my mom to tell my dad to take me. My dad ended up taking me. We go to LA, uh, Los Angeles. And every single day, it was like Universal Studios. We went to Hollywood, uh, eating out all day, buying stuff. So it was like, see, we went to San Diego, we went to SeaWorld. So it was like the dream vacation, except for one day. Randomly, after like two weeks in Cali, uh, we go to like Dick's Sporting Goods. We buought like sleeping bags. We bought a whole bunch of stuff. And then we went to Walmart and bought a whole bunch of like, the, like necessary essentials. Then all of a sudden, my dad took, takes me, me and my older brother to like this masjid. It's like a madrasa where you memorize the Quran. He takes us there at night in San Diego. And, and he's like, I'm leaving you guys here. I'm going to come back tomorrow. I was like, wait, 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 wait. What? I was like, you're going to leave us here? And then you, we've never been separate from our parents. What made him want to take you to like the Quran school? To, to, he just That was his dream. That was wow. like his dream that we become Hafiz of Quran. Wow. wow. Like that was like his like. Mom dream too. Well, yeah, that was the, like ultimate dream that if I ever have children, I want them to become Hafiz of Quran. Wow. Where you memorize the entire Quran. So... So my dad's like, look, I'm, I'm going to come back tomorrow. And I was like, no. I was like, he dropped off all our stuff. He's like, I was like, this stuff doesn't look like you're going to come back tomorrow. So he starts walking out of the masjid. He walks out of the school. He walks off, off the property. And he's going into, into his car. It's like midnight at this point. And I just start chasing him. I'm like crying my eyes out. Crying, screaming on the top yeah. of my lungs. Yeah. My brother's right behind me screaming as loud as me. 
So he jumped, my dad jumps into his car and he jets off. And I'm chasing him down the street crying. Yeah, but where were you able to sleep around? Like that? so, You're so like... the the school that he dropped us off—it's a school. It's like a boarding school. Oh, boarding. So you wow. sleep there, eat there, wow. everything. You live there, and all you do twenty four seven is memorize the Quran. Wow. So wow. I come, I come back into the school, and I'm crying my eyes out. And my dad, he calls like the principal, and the principal's right next to us, and and you know. My dad doesn't want to talk to us because he was very emotional. He was like, he was crying too. So the principal was like, you know, your dad wants you guys to become a hafiz. I look at my the principal at the time. I'm like, what's a hafiz? I was wow. like, I didn't even know what it was. And he's like, it's someone who memorizes the entire Quran. So he puts the whole thing to memory. How old are you were at the time? I was like nine at the nine. time. Wow. Oh my God. Subhanallah. <laughs> your dad just straight up left you in San Diego. <laughs> straight up. But you and your brother, and for how long? He came back after like three and a half months. What? Yeah. Oh my God! Yo, wow! Wait, who, who <laughs> Subhanallah. We Yo, stayed there at the school. You lived at the school. We lived at the school, so so, so it's like a special kind of boarding school. Or something? Exactly, exactly. Ooh, it's like Zoe one one, but the Islamic way, kind of. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Much. <laughs> wow. Other brothers and everything. Yeah, it's all wow. brothers. So how was it being there? Like every day, how do you feel? That's to to be to be honest with you, I know like the Muslims like listening to this podcast, they probably experience this in like in a way. Either you know going there daily to you know to the madrasa to the masjid and memorizing Quran, uh, but I did it like full. I mean, some of some of them might have done it full time, but I hated it, man. I was like away from. I was away from parents. I was yeah. away from family, friends. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I was young, yeah. uh, and I was I was. I'm not gonna say I was immature, but I was innocent. You know, I, I didn't know what was going on. Uh, so after three and a half months, my dad shows up, comes back, randomly walks into the masjid. I'm like, yo, where have you been? Three and a, like we we could barely even speak to our parents because we didn't have phones at the time, so it was like Subhanallah, man. That, so it's pretty much like he forced you to go pretty to much. Go there. But honestly, it's still kind of a blessing. It, it, no, hundred yeah, percent because you know, it, yeah. like, like. So what happens? My dad, my family end up moving to Cali. The day my family moved to Cali, like my dad moved my mom. There was a huge mountain fire, and my mom just broke down. She's like, "This is a sign from Allah. Uh, he doesn't want us to be here. The whole mountain was on fire." Like, yeah. So so we had to evacuate like the city, evacuate our house, in like San Diego, there was a in San in San Diego, in Mira Mesa, San Diego. In California, there's a lot of like, yeah, it's bad, it gets bad. So so we stayed there a few more months, and then we ended up moving back to New York, uh, and that's when things got even more crazier. So we moved back to New York, but we didn't live in Brooklyn. We moved to Long Island, oh. uh, and my father he had a restaurant in Harlem. On one twenty fifth and Sixth Avenue. Wow, that's that's where I used to live. I lived like six, seven blocks away from there before. Yeah, so yeah. so life became easy for us in the sense that my dad, we were living in Long Island. This this the store, my restaurant, my, the restaurant my dad had was in Harlem, and the school we started to go to to memorize the Quran was right in the middle in Queens. Wow. So it was perfect. My dad wake up, drop us off at school, and he would go straight to work, and it was good for us too because we came home every single day, go in the morning at eight, come back home at four. Uh, but one random night We were doing this for a year yeah. uh, And then one, randomly after a year of doing this um, The fire department called my dad Like 4 o'clock in the morning And they were like Your your restaurant that you have in Harlem It's on fire And my dad was like What? So we you know we drove to we drove to Manhattan And when we got to the restaurant uh, The whole building was in flames wow. oh my, and, I think I heard about this in the news honestly So what Yeah so you, you probably heard about it, Wallah, it was, swear to God It was one of the first times that the building on top of my dad's restaurant was was uh, deserted, and it collapsed into the store. I, I swear, oh Yo, yeah. that, that's crazy. Imagine your dad was working. You know, he cl- yeah, so he closed the store that night, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. The phone call came at four o'clock in the morning. 
So it was a one hour oh, difference. Wow. And in San Diego, there was a fire, you said over there, like a mountain fire. And now exactly. there's a fire here. Like Exactly. So how do they feel about that? Like everything we lo- we, in the uh, restaurant. As a family, we lost everything. That was, that was like my dad's like crux of his like his business. Yeah. So he he stopped doing that. Obviously, he couldn't he lost his business. We lost as a family everything. Uh my dad started driving Uber uh and he started doing like TLC, like taxi and stuff. So he was doing that in Long Island. So he couldn't drop us off to Queens anymore. Yeah. So my dad took us out of the school from Queens because we couldn't go no more. So he put, me, put us back into public school. Because it costs money to be... Because No, because now my dad didn't have the commute where, you know, the, the, okay, the, the, the convenience of, you know, going, dropping us off in the middle yeah. and going to work. Now wow. he's working in Long Island. So he couldn't drive 30 minutes out of the way to, to, to Queens. Wow, yeah, yeah. So he, he took us out of school. We went to junior high school. I, I, I got admitted to the seventh grade. Well, and at the time, did he like how old you when you knew the whole Quran? Like when you started, knowing, I never finished. So never finished, right? I only memorized. So the Quran has thirty volumes. Yeah, I only memorized seven. Wow, well, mashallah, that's still nine. Bro, I'm proud to say I remember. Remember two? I, I always flex. Two, you know what I mean? But like I seven, really, one. Yeah. yeah. At what age? Age eleven? No, by the time I finished the, the school in Queens, like eleven, twelve. Like no, actually twelve or thirteen around there. Wow, that, that's that's yeah. amazing, mashallah. The fact that you're eleven, twelve, and you memorize seven yeah, chapters. So like. How did the like the rest of the process go? So went back to school, uh, junior high school, and then high school, and everything that I memorized, like the seven volumes or chapters that I memorized, forgot all of it. Like you can imagine, it's like it's like it's like a, a New Yorker or a Muslim, quote unquote, American Muslim in America, going through the whole high school process. You know, uh-huh. working, car, friends, basketball team. So you just get so caught up in that life that you you kind of push the dean away. And that's what happened to me. Uh, junior high school, high school completely. I was like, you know, off the track. Uh, so I started taking high school super serious. And then alhamdulillah, I got into Stony Brook University. Oh, wow. Yeah. No way. I went to Stony Brook. I graduated high school early. Went into uh, Stony Brook University as a pre-med. Uh, and, it was, and, it, and it was Ramadan. It was Ramadan. So it was the first semester. I'm sitting in class. And wallahi, I remember this like as if it happened yesterday. Um, I'm sitting in class and my professor comes in and he's teaching us whatever he's teaching and it's Ramadan. I look at the clock, like the, the, the clock that was on the wall and all of a sudden I felt like my heart literally turned, like it flipped. Like not figuratively, like literally I felt like my heart my heart just turned and I was like, yo, I want to become a Hafiz. Well, That's it. I was there, like, there, was no, there was no turning point or nothing like that. That, that, that was like my instant paradigm shift that I like I was on 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 the way becoming a doctor, and my family was so happy because we lost the restaurant, so we didn't financially we weren't doing well. So for my father, my mother, it's like okay, alhamdulillah, you know, my son is gonna inshallah become a doctor, and obviously then financially support the family. Then all of a sudden that day in Ramadan in in, in college, I'm like, you know what, I, I want to become a hafiz. Like, what made you want to like just click? Like, what did you think about what happened before? Then you couldn't memorize the, all the you know volumes. Mm-hmm. What was it like? I don't know. Wallah, I have apps to this day. I have no idea why I got that feeling. No clue. Like, so, 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 so that accident in, with your dad's business, was that that caused you not to be a hafiz? Yeah, because my dad took us out of his school, right? The, the, the masjid, he took us out of it. So we went to junior high school. Like public school. Yeah. So that's my dad's point. So how did he feel like when... Yeah, very good. Yeah. How did he feel when he was, when you weren't like, when you weren't doing nothing and you were acting up in school? What was, you know, because he wanted to be a hafiz when you were nine. And then after that, middle school and high school, you were... You know, you were away going. How, how, what made yeah, him? How did your family react, basically, to you? Like, 
Want to be a hoppers. So so yeah. So there's two questions. So I'm gonna ask you a question first. Was when I was in like junior high school or even high school or even right in college, um, I wasn't too much on the dean. Obviously, you know, it's, it's you're a youngster. You know, you wanna enjoy life, not you know, and and do all that stuff. So I could kind of I, I understand like when 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 a university student, a high school student comes up to me, he's like, look, it's hard for me to pray. I get it because I was in his shoes. You know, I went through that whole process, right. that whole journey. So for my dad, it was tough because he always wanted me to become a hafiz. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm not reading my Quran. I'm not revising my Quran. Uh, I'm, I'm being lazy with my prayers. So, but, the, but may Allah bless him. He was always on top of me. And it's like yeah. every parent, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. you know, whenever they see, you know, make sure you wake up for Fajr, make sure you pray your salah. And I always make dua from that. Maybe that, maybe their duas, like our parents' duas is what got us here. Uh, so true. So true. We're saying the same you, thing in, in Kenya, what Yusuf was saying, you know, yeah. like, that whole trip to Kenya brought him to Islam from his his mother's da'as. 100%. Yeah. But so when, when I was in university, when that whole paradigm shift happened, uh, I, I slept on it for a day or two. I'm like, let me think about it. Maybe I'm just, you know, emotional. It's Ramadan. Uh, so one day passed, two day passed, and I was like, look, no. I was like, this is the way. I was like, I'm, I'm finishing the semester, and I'm becoming a hafiz. So I go to my dad. I didn't speak to nobody but my dad. I go to my dad. I'm with my little brothers. I go to my dad. I'm like, look. Uh, you know, I want to become a hafiz. And mind you, this is my dad's ultimate dream in life that his son becomes a hafiz of Quran. Yeah. So I go to my dad, I'm like, Dad, I, I want to become a hafiz. He looks at me, he's like, Again? He's like, At this point, we need to understand. He's telling me this. Uh-huh. He's like, At this point, we need to understand when we started, when I wanted you to become a hafiz in California, there was a huge mountain fire. Then all of a sudden, we moved back to New York. You entered the school here, and my business goes up in flames. That's a sign of Allah telling us it's not happening. Wow. Like we're not, I'm not blessing your child to become a hafiz. It's 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 clear cut. There's no questions, no doubt. It's not gonna happen. Right. So I became despondent. I was like, you know, he's right. I mean, what's the coincidence of us going to Cali? Huge mountain fire. Because of that, we leave Cali. Then we come to New York. We get settled. I'm doing well in school, and then my father's business goes up in flames. So it was to me. I was like, you no, know, he might be right that. It's from Allah. If someone's able to even pray, if someone's able to go to the masjid, someone's mem- able to memorize the Quran, all that's from Allah. So my dad's probably right. Two days go, after I told my dad, two days go by, he comes out of the room at night, uh, in the morning. He's like, he's like, let me tell you something. I was like, what? He gathers the whole family. He's like, whatever happens to me in this life, whether I'm living tomorrow or I'm not living tomorrow, make sure you become a hafiz. Wow. He's like, not only you become a hafiz, take your brothers with you. Grab them by the hand and make them hafiz as well. And alhamdulillah, it happened. I became a hafiz. Wow. My little brother became That's a hafiz. What? Yeah, he, he became brother too? My little brother became a hafiz. Wow. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Your little big brother, right? He's taller than you. I mean, all of my brothers are taller than me. No but, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my family are giants. So, mashallah. My dad is tall. So, but so, so like, so what, how old were you when you started going? To, so, so where did you go to, to become a hafiz? Yo, that, that's a, that's an excellent point because yeah. I was nineteen. I was I was seventeen at the time. Seventeen. And okay. and we know that you memorize the Quran at a very young and tender age. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, when you're older, you don't memorize the Quran. So I was seventeen. I went to like three, four different schools. Like I went to Queens, I went to Jamaica, yeah. uh, I, I went many schools like Brooklyn. Uh, all of them denied me. They're like, "No, you're too big," and they're like, "Look at all these kids. They're all 12, 13, you're 14. Like the kid being left back Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, <laughs> so all of them denied me except for one school in Long Island. Uh, uh, one of my childhood teachers from Queens that was in the school, uh, he opened up his own school in Long Island. Wow. So I went there, and when I walked in, he immediately recognized me. He said, "Oh, Rafiq." 
you're Rafiq that used to come to Queens. I'm like, yeah. And I told him, I was like, you know, I, I, I just finished my college semester. I want to become a Hafiz. And he accepted me right away. Wow. And Alhamdulillah, on his hands, I became a Hafiz. Wow, that's, yeah. that's, that's a beautiful story, bro. Well, honestly, that whole story yeah. with... Wow, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, how, how long did it take you to be a Hafiz, though? Like, like I memorized it. Everything? So, so completed the whole Quran cover to cover. It took me 20 months. 20 months. 20 months, yeah. yeah. God, mashallah, I Surah Yusuf right now. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Give me the first three verses. Come on. Oh, you see? Yeah, Surah Yusuf. Yeah, it's, it's, so, so, the, so the thing is, like, like you can read the Quran anytime you want. So, yeah. uh, like, Surah Yusuf is is uh, is one of the most beautiful Quran. So, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Yerajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alif Lam Ra. Are you putting me on the spot right here, oh, though? Yeah, I, 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 it's just amazing. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. No, it is. It's beautiful, honestly. Like, I respect you so much for the honesty to memorize so many so many people these days around like that I see a lot of Muslims these days they memorize Drake lyrics they memorize J. Yeah. Cole lyrics but the fact that you memorize the whole Quran you know what I'm saying being yeah. in New York to in America yeah. well I, I give you so much so yeah. much like more respect than like that's the, props that's, that's the beauty of your slam bro you know, you know that's something I really love about sorry I didn't mean to put you on no the no it's okay yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't mind reading too so it's like no, no, I'm sorry. even in Kenya it was happening all the time they're like you know Tone will always put me on the spot Yo, Mufti, tell us a story. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just trying to drink Yo, my chai. Fam, fam, <laughs> no, you have to. I remember that one of the stories you, you told us in this trip. You told us an amazing story, a beautiful story about a, about about a, the the story about a mother's love. Basically, you want to explain the story? Oh, uh, you missed. It. Yeah, you. I'd have missed it. I'd have missed it. It was so beautiful, bro. It had everybody texting their moms that day. Uh, but it's, it's what I love about, about you too, Mufti Rafiq. Like not just uh, not just like you have with the Quran, but you also know more like about. You know everything about like a lot about your mufti about Islam. Yeah. So there's not much muftis in no, this I, world. I, I, feel you know? like, I feel like you was was good about mufti the field is because you could relate to the younger audience as well. I feel yeah, like, I feel like you could connect with us, especially because you're you're young. You're 28, right? Yeah, 28 years old. I mean, you connect 27? with 27? 27, 27. Well, uh, try to make him older. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're one year older than me, but that's yeah, crazy. He's my age, mashallah. Yeah. That's that's He's beautiful. Very, yeah. Well, I feel I feel like he, I swear, like you're, you're like a big brother figure to me. That's that's the way I see you. Like, no, like my, you know, what I'm saying like and. It's just, it's just beautiful, bro. Well, I forgot I lost my train of thought. Now you, so, you, the mother, the, the mother of love. Yeah, drop that story, please. Drop that story yeah. right now, bro. So, so when we were in Kenya, um, just like the mother, like everyone missing their parents and everyone, and then Yusuf too. Yusuf was always talking about, uh, he, you know, he would talk about some of the comments that he would receive, and and people would be like, like Allah, people would be like, you know, Allah will never forgive you and this and that, and yeah. and, and it hits home, like it, like. Who who are you to say that Allah? Who are you to play God? You know, like yeah. Allah is the one who decides who He forgives and who He doesn't forgive. So when we were sitting there, it was at night, and uh, and and this story came up that, uh, and I mentioned this. I was like, uh, one of the hands down the most powerful and beautiful story that I've ever come across in my entire life is. It sounds insane. It's a Muslim son burned his burned his own Muslim mother alive. Wow. He burned his mom alive. Yeah, both Muslim. So the son yeah. burned his mother alive. Uh, and it's hands down the most... Uh, it's it's a very interesting story, but the ending is even more... It's it's perplexing, but it's, it's a, it shows you the love of Allah. It shows you the mercy of a mother. Uh, it shows you the rahmah of, of both mother and, 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 and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the story goes like this. Um, there's a book called Birul Walidain, written by uh, Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyah. Uh, he's a very famous scholar. He narrates a story on the behalf of Malik bin Dinar. Malik bin Dinar was a great scholar that lived in Mecca. Um, so Malik bin Dinar, he says that one day I was in Mecca and I was standing right in front of Kaaba. And all of a sudden, a huge caravan of people entered Kaaba. 
and they all came from Khurasan, like Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, like that area, uh, Iran. Like they came from that area. So they walk in and I see this huge, and mashallah, they're, they're doing tawaf of the Kaaba. And I was overwhelmed with joy. He's like, I wanted to go and hug every single one of them, show them love and tell them that, look, Allah will accept your footsteps. Allah will accept your journey. But he said, because there were so many, obviously I couldn't do that. He said, that night I went to sleep. Malik bin Dinar, he says, that night I went to sleep and someone came to my dream and said, Allah has forgiven everyone that was there except for one person. So he said, I woke up. I said, what? Allah is forgiving everyone except for one person? That one person is probably me. I'm probably the person that Allah is not going to forgive. So Malik bin Dinar is like, I went to Kaaba, I started crying. I made sajda, salawat. I was begging Allah to forgive me and, and, and just to forgive all of us. So he said, the second night I go to sleep again. And the same person that came to me my first night comes to me the second night. And he's like, oh Malik, Allah has forgiven everyone except for one person. But you're not that one person. Allah has forgiven you too. The person that Allah has not forgiven is Muhammad bin Harun al-Balkhi al-Khurasani. That's the person Allah doesn't forgive. So he woke up and he's like, what? So he starts investigating. He goes to the tribe that came from Khurasan. And he asks them that, is there a group of Muslims amongst you that's from a community called Balkh? And they said, yes. This is who you're asking about. Malik bin Dinar, he says, I'm asking for a person by the name Muhammad bin Harun. And they said, this tribe, they were like, Muhammad bin Harun, he's the best person amongst us. He's the most knowledgeable person amongst us. He understands the Quran better than all of us. Wow. So Malik bin Dinar became even more confused and perplexed. He's like, what? None of this adds up. I see a dream that Allah forgives everyone except for Muhammad bin Harun. But his own people, his own tribe is saying that he's the best person, most righteous person, most knowledgeable person, but uh, Allah is not forgiving him. So he's like, I'm confused. So I asked them that, look, where is he? Show me where he is. So they said, he's in this and this area. Go there and you'll find him. So Malik bin Dinar, he says, I go to that area and I find Muhammad bin Harun. And he said, not only did I find him, I find him in sajda, praying to Allah. So he said, I, I became even more confused that his, his nation is praising him. I, I see him praying. He's a, he's a scholar. He's a knowledgeable person. He's a leader. But still in my dream, I see that Allah is not forgiving him. What's going on? He's Malik bin Dinar, He's like, look, I started to question myself that it's not possible. I probably saw a bad dream. It's it's not true. So Malik bin Dinar is like, I started to walk out of the room. When I started to walk out, Muhammad bin Harun turns around and he stops me and he says, "Why are you here?" And Malik bin Dinar is like, "Oh no no sorry, I made a mistake. I'm leaving." Muhammad bin Harun is like, "No, why are you here?" Malik bin Dinar is like, "Are you Muhammad bin Harun?" He's like, "Yeah." And then Malik bin Dinar is like, "Okay, nothing. Forget it." Because he, he's like, look, he's praying Salah. Yeah. He's in Makkah, on Hajj. Like, mashallah, he's an amazing person. There's no way Allah cannot forgive him. So Muhammad bin Hanun is like, no, 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 no. Tell me what it is. Did you see a dream? Malik bin Dinar is like, how'd you know? Muhammad bin Harun is like, tell me the dream. Malik bin Dinar is like, look, you guys all came to Makkah as, to perform Hajj. And I saw a dream that Allah forgave everyone except for you. Why? Muhammad bin Harun, he started to cry. He said, for 40 years, I come every single year for Hajj. And every year I come for Hajj, a pious person like yourself sees a dream about me that Allah forgives everyone except for me. So Malik bin Dinar was like, what do you do? There has to have been something that you've done that Allah's not forgiving you. Yeah. And Malik, Muhammad bin Harun says, yes. He says, years ago, Allah blessed me with a lot of wealth. 
I was extremely wealthy. I was rich. But I became an alcoholic. I was severely addicted to alcohol. So one day I come home and I was completely drunk. He says like I was literally intoxicated to such an extent I was like, I couldn't even walk. So when I walked into my house, my mother grabbed me. My mother grabbed me. She sat me down. And she said, oh, Muhammad, yeah, Muhammad, uh, eat this. So she, she started to feed me bread that she was making. So she started to feed me. And my mother told me while feeding me that, you know, it was the last day of Sha'ban. Tomorrow was the first day of Ramadan and I was drunk. So my mother told me that, oh, Muhammad, tomorrow people will wake up, you know, fasting. It's the first day of Ramadan tomorrow. People will wake up fasting and, and rejuvenated, you know, to worship Allah. But you're going to wake, wake up an alcoholic. You're going to wake up drunk. So when my mother said that to me, I slapped her. Uh, when I slapped her, she told me, Ta'ista, may, may you be destroyed. So when my mother said that to me, that completely upset me. So I picked her up. And the same oven that she was using to make bread to feed me with, I put her in the oven and I closed the oven. And I burned her alive. So my wife came, she grabbed me, threw me in the room, locked the room door. And she, the next morning I woke up banging on the door that why am I locked in this room? My my sister, my wife, she opens the door yelling at me. And I told her that why are you yelling and cursing at me? She's like, last night you came home intoxicated and you burned your mother alive. So he says, I go into the oven and I look and her whole body's in dust. And he said, once that happened, I gave all my money in sadaqah. All the properties I owned, I gave it to the poor. All the animals, everything I owned, I gave it to the poor. I gave it to Allah. And, and, and I gave up my entire life. All I do is worship Allah. Begging Allah to forgive me. So Malik bin Dinar, when he hears this story from Muhammad bin Harun, Malik bin Dinar gets upset. He's like, why are you coming for Hajj? Why are you walking amongst us? Because people like you will get us destroyed. Because I fear that what you did to your mother, Allah will not only punish you, but also punish us. So get out of here. Go away from here. And Muhammad bin Harun, he just started to cry. Malik bin Dinar, he leaves the house, the room, and he closes the door. So he says that when I closed the door, I was just waiting by the door to see what he was going to say. So Muhammad bin Harun, he was crying and he started to make a dua. Ya Farij al-Gham, Ya Kashif al-Ham. And he said, Ya Oh, the one who relieves all difficulties. Oh, the one who is able to relieve all of my problems. I ask you to forgive me. He says this dua while crying. That Ya Allah, I ask you to forgive me. Malik bin Dinah, he goes home and goes to sleep that night. That night he goes to sleep. He sees in a dream the same person that came to him the first and the second night, the same person comes to him. Ya Malik, lima nasa an rahmatillah. Malik bin Dinah, he says, the first thing that person said to me was, why are you making people hopeless from the mercy of Allah? Allah is the most merciful. He can forgive whoever he wants. And then Malik bin Dinah, he says that that person said to me right after, that on the day of judgment, Allah will gather the entire mankind. From the first person of Adam, to the last person that will ever walk on the face of this earth, Allah will gather everyone. And He will make everyone bear witness to this incident. That this person burned his mother alive. So Allah will tell the angels to bring Muhammad bin Harun and, and, and bring the mother of Muhammad bin Harun. And Allah will make a judgment that take Muhammad bin Harun by the face and throw him into the fire of hell. So the angels, they will grab Muhammad bin Harun and they'll begin to drag him into the fire of hell. Muhammad bin Harun, right before the angels throw him into the pits of hell, Muhammad bin Harun will turn around and he will say one thing. Ya Ummah. That, oh my beloved mother. That's the only thing he will say. When he says this, his mother will turn to Allah and she will only say one thing. That Ya Rabbi. That Ya Rabbi. That oh my beloved Lord. 
O my Allah, Allah will tell the mother, Wahabtuhu laki. Because of your one dua, your one asking that, Ya Allah, forgive my child, because of that, I'm forgiving Muhammad bin Harun, and both of you can enter Jannah together. Wow, oh my, well, I'm about to tear listening yeah, to this. Wallah, subhanAllah, oh my God. This is a beautiful story, man. Oh my God, I just imagined everything yeah. in my head right now. Crazy, SubhanAllah. Right? Like, like, just, just the, his yeah. mom alive, bro. He, this guy, Muhammad bin Harun, burned his mother alive. And it just shows, like, the strength uh, and the love that a mom has for his child. Like, it's unconditional, bro. When people say it's unconditional. He, yeah. was, he was, it's a lesson. He was intoxicated and, like, you know, he didn't, he didn't know what he was doing, but he still turned to Allah and asked for forgiveness. No matter what your sins are, you can still continue on and, and, and ask Allah for forgiveness because not... That, that's how, how I learned from it You know it's not yeah. No one is Allah is the most merciful you know, Don't look at what people saying On Twitter on Online Or about or the people around you Saying Or you know Something about you Look at what Allah's mercy Yeah 100% that's, just, that's the most important At the end of the day You know And, and it's crazy And all about that story Is that When 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 uh, Malik, uh, Malik went to The, the tribe And asked and the, and the whole Everybody in the tribe Is like yo He's the most righteous Among us It, it just shows 100%. like you, you never know Like, like 100%. Someone's past And what they've done You know Like and, and I feel like that's the beauty of Islam too. You know? 100%. Every, everyone has a past. Whether we try to hide that or not, sinning is an intrinsic part of human nature. We're all going to sin. So it's it's asking Allah for forgiveness. And that's what Muhammad bin Harun, he committed probably the most ultimate crime you can ever commit. Mm -hmm. But Allah forgave him. He was sincere. He kept making dua. And because of his mother's dua as well, Allah forgave them. It's yeah. a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that story. Again. Once again, I heard it once. It's my second time hearing it, and I still got the chills down my back. Yeah, nah, it's just beautiful because you're right. As you say, like everyone sins. It's yeah. like a, it's it's na it's natural. Even, yeah. and it kind of makes me feel like not like makes me feel better. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember Mufti Mink was told us on Instagram Live before. Like even even some of the biggest scholars have like a past. Like a, you know, they sinned. Even as you said it with you, you know, in school, you know, you went away, you were just yeah. playing away from your dean and stuff. So, so the that, fact that everyone everyone does have like a past and sin. So that's what makes us different from everybody. When we do sin, we turn to Allah and ask Him for forgiveness right on the spot. The Ya Allah, I slipped up, I made a mistake, please forgive me. And that's what Allah wants. Like Prophet Muhammad, he says in an authentic hadith, he says that if this nation never sinned, like we were all angels, Allah would get rid of us, bring a nation that would sin. But ask Allah for forgiveness. Wow. Get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. HelloFresh offers a convenient, no-contact delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out straight stressful meal planning, and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. HelloFresh delivers fresh, high-quality, pre-portioned ingredients so you can make meals that are delicious and nutritious. HelloFresh offers more than 20 chef-crafted delicious options every week to help you break out of your recipe rut. Try new things and make any night feel special. HelloFresh is the first global carbon neutral meal kit company. By skipping the grocery store and using HelloFresh, you're reducing your food by at least 25%. As you guys know, I'm trying to gain weight from my boxing training. So it's slim over here. Yep. Um, so we love getting HelloFresh. It is so easy. I love getting the chicken. It is one of my favorites. So easy to make. Super delicious. I recommend everybody who is listening to go to HelloFresh.com slash Profiled80. 
and use code Profiled80 to get $80 off, including free shipping. Once again, that is HelloFresh.com slash Profiled80. And use code Profiled80 to get $80 off, including free shipping. That is a good deal, so make sure I take advantage of that. HelloFresh.com slash Profiled80, P-R-O-F-I-L-E-D, 80. Thank you. That's the that's the thing. A lot of people, the Muslim community, like, you know, they know, everybody knows that everybody sins, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the Muslim community, especially on the internet, man, I don't know, like, yeah. they, they, they just love to play, like, the like the head-on police role. Like, they, they just, I don't know, I feel like they just always look for something to... to, to yeah, it, it definitely it definitely happens. 100%. It happens even on my comments. I mean, I don't pay any attention to it, but those people have to understand that, okay, fine, the person who, who you're commenting on, yeah, he probably made a mistake or he probably didn't make a mistake. But what you're writing in that comment, Allah's going to ask you about it on the Day of Judgment. Wow. Like, you know, you're playing God, telling people that, oh, you know, Allah's never going to forgive you. You're going to hell, na'udhu billah. Like, Allah will definitely ask you about that. Because you, you, you got to understand, I mean, we have to understand, like, those comments, sometimes it can push someone away from Islam. Uh, and, and that person could say, like, look, yeah, Allah, uh, I, I wanted to become a good Muslim. Yes, I was sinning and, and I was a bad person. I understand that. But I wanted to get better. I wanted to pray to you. I wanted to ask you for your forgiveness. But such and such person on my comment wrote that Allah will never forgive me. He wrote that Allah will, will send me to hell. So on the Day of Judgment, we're going to have to be questioned about that. So that's why whatever we write in the comments and as a Muslim community, you know, we, we hear this Muslim community all the time. We need to understand we are the Muslim community. Ooh. You know, it's like, no, oh, the Muslims. Are, no, the Muslims in, in, on the comments, no, we are the Muslim community. If I mess up, the Muslim community messed up. If Adam messes up, Slim messes up, the Muslim community messes up. We need to understand, Adam, on your own, you're flawed. Slim, on your own, you're, you're, you're flawed. Me, as, on my own, as an individual, I'm a flawed individual. But once the Muslims come together, we're flawless. That's when we become great. Yo, oh, man, that was so powerful, man. Wow. My Mufti, Rafiq, well, you give... Honestly, such powerful like speeches. I love, I love when you speak, man. I need, I need to go to the next Juma, bro. Honestly, <laughs> next Juma, I'm coming. <laughs> so, so, do you give, do you give khutbas like messages or adhan? Like, what do you? Yeah. In, in Long Island. Yeah. So I, I, oh, I give yeah. khutbas on, on Jumas, and I'm also youth, like a resident scholar in Long Island. Wow, mashallah. Yo, I need to go. Um, is it okay if I ask which masjid is it? Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, Masjid Noor in Long Island. Masjid Noor, Masjid Noor. So I've been to Masjid Hamza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely I'm going to come to Masjid Noor. So on every Friday. Sure, yeah. Wow, mashallah, so, so amazing. Majority of the month I'm there, but I usually travel around sometimes other masjids, but that's beautiful. majority of the time there. Well, that's so beautiful. Um, while having you here, I have a question because I noticed this with my family a little bit. Like, so they're always, you know, when it comes to their sins, or like looking cool, you know, like yo, I got this girl's numbers, and that, that, that right away I see him like going to their. Friend. I don't want to say no names, my nephew. Whatever, I don't say no yeah. names. I have a lot of nephews, so I, hope <laughs> I don't get in trouble. So I'm, uh, you know, they go out there and like I'm, uh, and like show off, you know, like oh, I got this girl's number, blah blah blah, this and that. But when it comes to like praying, like they would pray, but they, they're trying to hide the pray. They, they don't want their friends to know that they're praying. You know, because it's not considered kind of cool. Yeah. I guess they're not as proud of sh- like showing off the, the the deed, you know, the yeah. sin. You know, I guess. Yeah, like, what is what is? I don't know. I, I, I feel I feel like yeah, I, I mean we're all the same. We're, we were born, raised in New York, uh, yeah. and I can kind of resonate with New Yorkers and or at least the youth. For us, to be honest with you, it's the environment that we have. If we have good natural brothers, like I, I was, I was watching a YouTube video, and this was like the CEO of this Fortune five hundred company. Uh, he was saying that. Uh, and he was saying, he's not a Muslim. He was saying that, look, bring me your friends, your closest friends, and I'll tell you how successful you'll be. And I'll tell you about your future. And he's right. If I have good 
companions. I have good friendship with, with intellectual people, art, very articulate people, people who are successful in the deen and the dunya. I'm going to walk down that path. But if there are people who are sinning, who hide their Islam, who don't want to talk about salah, who don't want to talk about Allah, who aren't successful neither in deen or dunya, then I'm going to fall into that trap too. Wow. So, you know, the people that we have surrounding us, it's so important and it's crucial for our success. Not only in this world, but in the hereafter. Wow, wow. So it's pretty much surround yourself with positive people. and 100%. That's, that's one people thing people also. People that would uplift you, bro. People that only surround yourself with people that would uplift you. In the deen and in dunya. No, no, 100%. Absolutely. I mean, you guys have been doing social media for a very long time. I, I, I just started, you know, trying to help out people recently. Um, I'm sure you, people have entered your life and exited your life and you've realized that those people never wanted good for you. You have to select people who are in your, your circle of friends and you have to find, are they genuine? Are they sincere? Do they want better for me? Not only in the dunya, but do they want me to succeed in the akhirah? That's the most wow. important part. That, wow. that, that definitely is important, bro. That's, well, that's, on, honestly, because like, yeah. people, friends that pray together, stay together. 100%. 100%. You know I mean? like, that, that's the most important thing because we we here for one reason. You know, like, People, we, we get so lost in our own lives sometimes. Absolutely. You know, and it, it, you, you always got to remember that the deen is number one thing in this life, you know? 100%. And and, bro, and if you're praying your salahs, you know, you're, you're respecting your parents, you know, you're, you're being honest, you're being very honest with your friends, you're not lying, you're not being corrupt. You think Allah you think Allah won't make that person successful? Like the, the, the kid, he's making sajda to Allah, that, Ya Allah, I want you to bless me with a beautiful job, a beautiful degree. I want to be successful. I want to have a beautiful car. I want to have a beautiful house. Allah is giving it to people who don't make sajda. So imagine a person making sajda and asking Allah. Allah will definitely give it to him. Wow. We just got to ask. A lot of times we don't ask. Yeah. That's right, man. I always feel like at times like when you, when you really pray for something, man, Wallah, honestly, when you really, really pray for something, you say, yo, God, like, Wallah, Allah, I just, like, you make a dua and you, you'll get it, man. Honestly, 100%. Man, you'll get it 100%. Like, 100%. Honestly, I don't want to mention the times, but yo, it, it works for me so many times. You know, like, thank God. Alhamdulillah for everything, though. Yeah, no, no, alhamdulillah, yeah. alhamdulillah. Well, so your your background, your nationality, you're from Afghanistan, right? Afghanistan, yeah. Wow, mashallah. But, but you still, you speak, you speak Arabic though. Because like, I went to Medina. Yeah. So uh, I studied in Medina for a few so, years. So you said, so when you studied in Long Island, do you, when, when did you went to Medina? Okay, that, very good. So uh, I studied in, so the plan was that I'm going to become a hafiz of Quran yeah. and then go back to university and become a doctor or whatever. Nice, yeah. Um. But when I completed my Quran, I wanted to understand, like, why do I pray? Why why am I reading the Quran? What is my Allah trying to tell me? So I was like, look, let me go become a, an alim, a scholar. Wow. So I went to Indiana, um, where where I met Muslims of the world, yeah, know, Sajad. Wow, uh, go to Indiana. I was there for about four to five years. Studied there. I really learned Arabic there. That was one of the, probably the best school in America. Yeah, hands on the best school plug in America. Me, plug me, bro. I need, I need to learn, I need to learn Arabic. Yeah, the Arabic over there. You, you, you basically kind of master the the Arabic language there, uh, like fusha. It's beautiful. So when I was done with there, you can't graduate technically from there completely, because they only have about five years. Yeah. The last few years, it's 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 very advanced. So so how long were you in in Medina? Like, so yeah, so teaching. Like so what happened was, um, I needed to find a school to go to to complete my studies. And I was thinking like South Africa. I was thinking of going to England. I was thinking of going to Pakistan. I didn't know where to go. Yeah. Um, so I was very confused. So I told my father, I was like, look, let's go for Umrah. And you know, I'll make dua there so that Allah shows me where to go and complete my studies. We go there. I saw a school there. I saw two schools there. Um, I liked them a little bit. I wasn't you know, head over heels, but you know, it was a very good school. Uh, and the university of Jamia is there as well. 
So completed the Umrah and we come back to America. And I was still confused about where I'm going to go finish my studies. My dad one day right after Fajr, he comes into my room. Uh, I was on, I was doing something. I was reading a book or something. My father comes in. He's like, I know where you're going to complete your studies. I was like, where? He sits on the bed. He's like, I had a dream that me and you were in Medina and we were outside of Masjid Nabwi. And someone walks outside of walks out of Masjid Nabwi and tells both of us that Rasulullah is calling you, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That the Prophet of Allah is calling you. So he said that me and you started following this person to the grave of the Prophet. Once we got to the grave of the Prophet, we're looking at his grave and the Prophet uh, we gave salam. And Rasulullah gave salam back and he said to me, meaning to my father, that both of you are gonna leave. You guys are both leaving, but make sure he comes back, talking about me. Wow. That both of us were basically going to leave When we were there for Umrah Meaning we left And he was telling my father That make sure that I come back Wow, subhanAllah Oh my god that, That's yeah. where uh, Prophet Muhammad is, is at In Medina That's, you know Yeah, exactly He's buried in Medina Wow, subhanAllah Wow, that's beautiful yeah. That's that's just be- how was it there? Like because it's so beautiful. There. I've been there a few times. It's so beautiful. No, it's, no, it's amazing. It's amazing. So beautiful. Well, it's so nice. And there was they have a Starbucks there too. So, so, so the dimension where the where Prophet Muhammad is is buried. Uh, Medina. Uh, do you guys see the Nabawi, right? Masjid Nabawi, exactly. So you you can visit it and stuff. Or? Yeah, you can visit it anytime, yeah, anytime. So you see well, when you go there, well, yeah. you see you see kind of like the casket. Or yeah, something? yeah, you see it's 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 there. Slim is beautiful. Some, I swear, well, I can't wait to like you go to actually like. Nah, nah, inshallah, inshallah, twenty twenty one. Adam, Slim, myself, inshallah. we'll take Yusuf Fusi with us as well. Oh, inshallah, well, that would definitely. I, be I, I didn't, I didn't tell him. Um, he doesn't know. So if he sees the podcast, he'll know. I haven't. I still haven't mentioned it to him. Yeah. Uh, like three days ago, someone messaged me. Yeah. That uh that. Inshallah that I'm willing to sponsor uh, Like Umrah for all of you guys yeah. Especially for Yusuf For Fusi Wow, wow that's Yo oh my, So he's gonna know when he watches this Yeah so when he when, 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 Should uh, FaceTime him or something? <laughs> like, yeah. Should I FaceTime him? FaceTime him See if he picks yeah, up I'm about to, 100%? No no 100% Inshallah 100% what? I'm gonna FaceTime him right now Inshallah Alright where is he I hope he picks up Hopefully he'll pick up On the first try Yusuf Arakat Oh, screen recorders, so we can see it. Wow, wow guys! I hope he picks up, man. <laughs> he might be on like Kenya time. Oh, he's picking up. Yeah, Yo, salam, Yusuf. How's it going? Salam alaikum. Assalam, Yusuf. How are you, bro? <laughs> Yo, so Yusuf, so we're, we're filming our podcast right now, like it's live, and he he just wants to tell you. So- he said something that you don't know yet. He already said it's our podcast, so I decided to FaceTime you so he can let you know because this is honestly beautiful. You said it's so beautiful. Well, let, let him know, Mufti. Yeah. So, so three days ago, someone messaged me and and told me specifically that in 2021, uh, when you guys all go for Umrah, that Yusuf uh, his Umrah is completely covered from A to Z, totally covered for free. That's, Yusuf, that's, yo, you're going to Umrah. So so we, we've been planning to go for Umrah for a while So I mentioned it very briefly That I plan on going for Umrah in 2021 Inshallah And immediately I got a DM from one of my very good friends He's like make sure you book Yusuf's ticket Because everything of his ticket, hotel, expenses Everything is covered Inshallah 
And we're going to be there with you. We're going to be together, inshallah. Go ahead. Wow. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. Whether he wants to cover the expenses or all, I have to. I need to know all the details so I can get my Inshallah, inshallah. Let's go. We just want to give a, a huge, um, even to everyone listening, a huge, like, Jazakallah khairan, wallah, to, to Mufti, man. Seriously, he's the one that has, like, the the, the, the company and, and the, he has everything sorted. He used to live there and teach there. So, so once it opens up, so it's still, uh, I spoke to my travel agent, it's still on lockdown for Americans to come for Umrah. Uh, so we're hoping, hoping at least March, April, they open up. So it's just a wait, a see, wait and see game now. I'm thinking maybe closer to summertime, but still, like yeah. he has, he said you didn't know yet. And when he mentioned it, he was like, "Yo, you haven't know yet." But you guys and also Yusuf, they told him the main one. He wanted Yusuf to come, and now you come in and you brought your mom. It's crazy because we we're also talking about like how your mother's diet helped you so much, and now you you, you mentioned her. That's wow, wow. Yo, we love you so much. Now we love you too. Yo, Yusuf. we're gonna. I'm gonna call you after, all right? We're gonna continue the podcast. But yo, inshallah, this is way to way later. But he broke it. the news to you. Instead of you watching it, we wanted to call you. Where you at? Now, brother. brother, my brother. Salam alaikum. Salams. Just like, <laughs> wow, well, yeah, that's amazing. Well, honestly, yo, may Allah reward you. Seriously, no, it's it's not me. It's well, Allah is looking out for you guys, man. I'm telling you. You know, you know what it is, honestly, and this is kind of personal. Like, honestly, I don't even know if I can even say this because. Me and Yusuf, we, we had like, alhamdulillah, you know, after the Kenya trip, that's why I feel like the, the trip with Kenya, with Muslims of the world, you know, they gathered a lot of Muslims all over the world and together. It, it even made us uh, um, closer to, to, to Islam. It made, and it, I never knew, I, I know, I never knew this day will come where like Yusuf will actually, you know, not care about what people say, yeah. talk about Islam in his videos. Because for like three, four years, he was not talking about Islam. And being Muslim is a big part of your life, you know? Mm-hmm. So he, he's been telling me like, well, he's been telling me like, yo, Everything for me is just aligning. I, I feel it. Adam, you don't understand. I feel so good. I feel so happy. Allah's bringing a lot of stuff. And now this happens. So I didn't even know about yeah. this. Wallah. Alhamdulillah. That's beautiful. That's, that's, wallah. That's wild. No, this, this, is, this, is, this is the power of unity. Yeah. Yeah. Once the Muslims come together, the whole world's going to change. But we're always like, no, it's me by myself. No, the Muslims have to come together. Once we come together, we'll start seeing Allah's help. Allah will start eventually to start blessing us with so many... I, I was thinking the same too because even on a personal level, I, I was telling like Yusuf again, like, "Yo, we had we had this beef before. You know, mm-hmm. we, we we hated each other before. Even with with Jay Jay Dean, we didn't have, we had beef, or we were distant. We didn't really talk with each other. Mm-hmm. And now, when Muslims, when we came together, it, it just everything is so much beautiful. Alhamdulillah. You know, well, honestly, it's beautiful, and I love it so yeah, much. It just shows the power of unity, man. Like you know, like a lot a lot of like Muslim, like especially like influencers like or influencers in general like they always like try to like compete with each other yeah. you know they see each other as competition they like oh they, they instead of like uniting you know when, once you unite bro like the power especially of a muslim brotherhood is, is very powerful 100 100 
I'm speechless. I'm speechless. <laughs> I can't believe it. All, all three of us are going to go to Umrah together, bro. J- and and shout out to JD because JD is dying to go with us too. He's, oh. He told me so many times on the Kenya trip, like he would always talk to me about it. He's like, he's like, he's like, no, Mufti, we have to go for Umrah. We have to go. He's like, he hasn't gone either. Wow. No so, way. Yeah, he hasn't. It's to, to go with JD, yeah. Yusuf. Yeah, it's going to be a life changing experience, inshallah. Yo. Oh my. Yeah. More to um, come, man. Like we have so much planned inshallah. for the year of 2021, inshallah. And this is just something new. Like I have so yeah. much stuff I want to do, and this is dropping on top of us too. Like wow, it's gonna be it's gonna be a special year, inshallah, man. Inshallah, inshallah, inshallah we just you know just live. We live to hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, because you never know what happened. Exactly. You never know what happened. Honestly, we had to we had to live to see our, us taking the dub in the future Muslim basketball tournament. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? We had to live to see that, bro. Right? Let's talk about basketball, because Marshall, you you play amazing, really good basketball. I feel like honestly, you play like like it seems yeah. like the level you're at is like a high level, Yo, like D one, D two level, Marshall. Basketball. Yo, fam, I'm not gonna lie, well, I swear to God. You, uh, I forgot he's a mufti when we play basketball. <laughs> I forgot, man. You, you said, that's why. That's why I believe when you believe when you say you're a New Yorker. I believe you're a New Yorker <laughs> just because the way he plays ball, bro. <laughs> New Yorker, true New Yorker, which I, I love. You know, I love the fact that like because you know with my eyeballs that right. That was an accident. Come on, <laughs> nah. But as Muslims, yeah. uh, my teacher, my teacher should always say this to me because yeah. he's see, he's he's always seen me playing ball in Indiana. And I used to, all like the kids I used to live, like Sajad, all these guys that lived yeah. in Indiana, I made sure I, I, I brought havoc to the basketball court. Like, yeah. I would make sure I would never lose. Like, even, That's how even, I gotta be. Even in my graduation speech, I apologized to everyone in Indiana. I'm yeah. like, look, I know you guys took a lot of L's. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no hard feelings. You know, so it was, it was funny. But my teacher, he used to say this to me all the time. He's wow. like, he's a Rafiq. He's like, That's what it means to be a Muslim. Wow. You pray hard. You play hard, hundred percent, and you work hard. He said, "That's what it is." hundred like, percent, and, and I love it. You got the the mamba mentality. <laughs> I love it so much because in, in the public eye, like these days, a lot of people see. Obviously, Mufti Mink is like the most known. So I like the fact that you know you're a bit younger than, yeah. than Mufti Mink, but Mufti Rafiq, you know, wallah, man, you inspire me so much. Even my, my family members, my family members, they know a, a lot of you now since you, you saw because you just started becoming yeah. like on Instagram and and uh, TikTok. And yeah. stuff. So so what made you start? You know, just uploading on TikTok and, and Instagram and giving that because it, it just does help the you know the, the youth in Islam. It helps me a lot, you know, knowing knowing a lot of stuff. So, so one of the reasons, two reasons why I started. The first one was I wanted to make a platform where someone can go and find like super interesting stories, but very short stories, like no no lectures, like two hour lectures, like just a, a two minute clip of of an amazing and an inspiring story. So I was like, you know, I really wanted to post that and, and kind of use my platform for that. And second was uh, for Muslims in general. Uh, I saw like a lot of Muslims, you know, they, they kind of dictate Islam. That, oh, Islam is my way. If you don't do Islam like me, you're going to hell. Yeah. So I wanted to break that. Like, no, Islam is not like that. Allah's mercy encompasses everything. So I really wanted to show like the pure and, and, and the, the, the nur of Islam. So I was like, no, let me do it this way. Yo, and you do, you do, some, you do a great job of that, bro. Like you, you have some very short, informative videos on your on your mm-hmm. Instagram like your Instagram reels your TikToks and you say some really interesting facts like that one fact you, you mentioned about uh two kaabas oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah how yeah. many kaabas are there yeah well, two, I remember that two yeah, kaabas give give everybody the answer i don't want to just leave everybody hanging what's the answer to that yeah so so everyone's going to say there's one kaaba but there's technically two because there's one kaaba that we all know in Mecca there's another kaaba exactly above that it's, it has two names one is al baytul ma'mur and the other name is Ad-Durah. Uh, Ad-Durah is the name for the Kaaba that's in the heavens. Uh, 
So the Kaaba that's on earth in Mecca, humans do tawaf of it. We go, to, we go there, we do hajj, we do umrah, we do tawaf of it. The Kaaba that's in the heavens, only angels do tawaf of that. Wow. How beautiful wow. is that, bro? It gives you chills, right? <laughs> it's so beautiful. That's, it's just like... You have nude, so much nude in you, man. Like even and so much story to it, man. Especially being nine years old and being left like somewhere where you didn't know it could have yeah. been like a jail or something, you know. Sure. And the fact that you're still smiling here right now, well, and you're helping other people, I, I love it. I love it so much, man. I, I want you to continue, continue Shalom. uploading. Honestly, I want you to continue uploading um, because some people, you know, some religious people, like, or maybe just just because my little brother, he's also like, like, like to, to his dean, he, you know, he's he did, but he always says. He don't want to be on camera, you know, like, oh, he, he tries to mention, like, I don't know, maybe he's just camera shy and just says this, but like, I hope he's, he's definitely li- listening to yeah, this. Like, what, what is all that? Like, I, I know it's like sometimes, uh, like, religious Muslims, they, they think like camera, like, camera oh, is like yeah. haram camera or like out, pictures like, or like photography is haram. Like, you know, when they have photography in the walls and they just like cut out that, like, I, I'm, I'm very, yeah, you can't, like, I, I don't know about that. Like, I really don't know. I'm, I'm generally asking as a regular, like, as, as a Muslim, so like, so yeah, so, lefty, so so the the pictures thing, it's it's a it's a kind of a technical issue. Rasulullah he says that uh, if you hang pictures in your house, like of like people of eye that have eyes and stuff, uh, you can hang like paintings and like houses of lakes and mountains. That's fine, but when you hang up a, a, a something or a picture that has eyes of an animal or a human or whatever, uh, Rasulullah says that the angels of mercy don't enter that house. So that's why we always advise people. You know, if you have like paintings like that of like people or animals uh, it's better to just take them down so so what about my lebron poster first of all a lebron poster should not be on the wall anyways what are you a fan of what's your team bro nah. you violated well, <laughs> no, nah, I'm a big time Kobe fan. I'm a big time Kobe, oh, wow. yeah, Kobe fan. Yeah. Come on, man. You was you was happy for the Lakers and they won. Yeah, no, I was like, not for the. <laughs> no, 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 but like, my brother says, like, he don't want to show himself on the camera. Like, it, it, it's that's it's not like not permissible to show so, himself on the camera. Like, that's that's a good question because Yusuf was saying the same thing on his story the other day. Because uh, he, you know, he would write Fajr. So, the thing about that is, I actually, for some people, I would recommend them to do that sometimes. For example, in Yusuf or your case where you have like a million people watching your story, um, it might be a good idea to, to put it because wow, yeah. it encourages people. Like, yo, you know, Adam is waking up for Fajr. You know, Slim is waking up for Fajr. Yusuf is waking up for Fajr. How come I'm not waking up for Fajr? You know? So wow. it's a sense of, it's a motivation. It's yeah. it's with the intention of what you do it for. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing it to show people, like, I'm praying Fajr, you know, I'm, 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 I'm the most pious person ever. No, you shouldn't do it for that. But if you have a platform and, and you know you can influence people to do good, uh, then have a correct intention, a pure intention that, you know, yeah, Allah, I'm doing it to encourage someone. Because, wallah, sometimes I get encouraged. You know, like some scholars, they will put in, you know, tahajjud, you know, like right. in the middle of the night. And it, it puts in my heart that, you know, I have time to check this post out. You know, why don't I, I give it two minutes to make a dua? Why don't right. I just pray two rakahs real quick? So, for example, in your case, in Yusuf's case, I would sometimes encourage it that, you know, put up once in a while, you know, praying fajr or at the masjid, because you're encouraging people. Yeah. Now, if you encourage people to pray, all the good they do, you get the reward for it. Wow. So it, it's That's it's all about the intention. It's all about the niya. It's all about the niya. The intention. Because some people they look at it wrong. They're like, oh, you're just trying to show off. You know, that's what. But with Yusuf, that's the first time I seen him like start doing fajr. He saw, he even prays fajr. Yeah, now. alhamdulillah. And he prays like I, I just everything's get coming becoming the, better the and better, man. Of like MOTW, the whole team, and uh, so you too, especially, bro. Like you, you help like. 
change a person. It's beautiful, bro. And may Allah reward you no, no, immensely for that, bro. Like, I mean, I mean. Seriously, like, well, and I can't wait for the future. Our future. You all as well. I mean, everyone is talking about like how, how like myself and all the other brothers on the Kenyan trip helped him. You guys have to understand, he was super cool with you guys. He came on the trip because of you guys. Uh, you guys were the ones who kind of, you know, advised us, uh, advised MOTW to bring Yusuf on. So all that reward, 100% comes to you guys. Inshallah, inshallah. Yeah, seriously, yeah. MOTW, I've never seen anything like it. Mashallah, like, Sajad is doing an amazing, yeah. amazing job. I've never seen, like, I've seen a lot of other, you know, like people in the UK, people in Australia giving da'wah, people in the UK giving da'wah. But now, like, having, like, an... You know, an American Muslim come up and making it of the world. You know, 100%. not just like UK, Australia. You know, yeah. it's just beautiful. And inshallah, to many more trips to come. Inshallah, all of us inshallah, together. inshallah, inshallah. You, you know, Mufti, honestly, you, you're a family, a brother now. No, 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 no. You live I'm few, honored. You live a few minutes away from me, so True. you're welcome here anytime. Inshallah, inshallah. For any Yemeni food, and to anyone listening, anyone watching, if you guys want to keep up with Mufti Rafiq, you guys can follow him on Instagram, or you guys can follow him on TikTok, or make sure you guys follow him on both. It's Mufti Rafiq Faze. Mufti, M-U-F-T-I, Rafiq, R-A-F-I-Q-F-A-I-Z. Mufti, Rafiq, Faiz. Make sure you guys follow him. Um, uh, it's, an amazing, it's amazing what he's doing. And you guys will definitely learn a thing or two if you guys follow Mufti, Rafiq. So, um, uh, man. Um, Thank you for bringing me on. I appreciate nah, it. Yo, honestly, you guys. And to anyone listening and watching, well, I, I want to do like a, another episode with you. But this time for like the people that are listening and watching, give us any questions. Any questions you guys want to ask to Mufti, Rafiq. Any questions? You know, this is your your only chance. <laughs> Seriously, to get ask us any questions, and in another podcast, inshallah, we'll um, um we'll give you those questions. We'll do it. I have many more questions. I could be here yes. three four hours. Yeah. Well, I, I but but he's a, 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 a question session. I'm gonna write down man questions I have too. Yeah, inshallah. So let the fans, let the fans. <laughs> you can ask your question after this. Yeah, the answers, your answers are so good. Bro. <laughs> now, now, now I know that the angels of mercy might not come to my crib because I have a LeBron post, you know, <laughs> and I need some mercy, you know. <laughs> I need mercy. So yeah. no, that's, that's true. That's true. But um, uh, um, yeah, bring in your questions. You guys can um, uh, DM it to him, DM it to us on our Instagrams, or else we would have been here for a few hours. But the thing is, you're fasting today, I believe, right? Yeah, alhamdulillah. He's fasting today. So what's the occasion for fasting today? Uh, so my wife is fasting, so I was like, you know, I went to fast with her. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. Couple goals. That's the real couple goals. Wow. Well, like people think couple goals is YouTube couples. No, that's the real couple wow. goals. Fast, fasting together. That's the truth, man. That's, that's amazing, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to hold up his time. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I just want, yeah. First, of all, I just want to say thank you so much but for coming yeah, on yeah, and I sharing your story. Your well, well, story you was beautiful, man. Allah make you guys successful, man. You guys are amazing, mashallah. Keep making dua for me, inshallah. And we'll make dua for you too as well. Inshallah, my brother, bro. And now we're gonna hoop later tonight, inshallah. So, inshallah. You already know. Thank y'all so much. We'll see you next week, and.